0: Okay. Oh. Can you hear me? That's good. Okay. Uh, so, very often preachers stand at the front and say everything has already been said Well, um, in, during the worship. Well, I can say absolutely nothing of what I'm going to speak. It's been said. So, I'm really floundering. <laughs> i fishing out of water. Um, so, I'm not going to speak for very long. But, I am trying to conclude. Uh, our our time of looking at uh, Ephesians 6 and the armour of God Uh, I have tried several times to to write things down and uh, if you've ever written anything down to preach sometimes it feels like it's dry and dead so I had about three attempts and it was dry and dead so this I hope is something that has got some life and some anointing to it please Lord use me to say something that is actually useful. Can I just say, uh, Beth, I loved your picture last week of the the parent the parental gaze that is on a child when they're picking up their child from, from school. It's been with me, and I've really enjoyed that kind of thought. So thank you for that. And let's let's just remember, it's not just a one-off. That's a constant. We work and walk and love and live. Uh, to an audience of one. Our audience is only God. It's so difficult because we always want to be man pleasers, woman pleasers, crowd pleasers. But really, it does time is what I'm uh, trying to say today, which is that we speak and live to an audience of one. And if we can live to an audience of one, it will certainly. Uh, help you overcome uh, long-term sin because you will know that your father whose gaze is on you loves you so much and he doesn't want you to do the, the things that you know are wrong. Um, I, uh, I I I told you a few weeks ago that I've got a new car I'm not, this is not my kind of showing off about my new car it is he says um, I mean it's a Skoda, I mean 20 years ago if I said I had a Skoda everybody would be praying for me that you know I'll be healed or something <clears throat> or delivered of a poverty mentality or something anyway, Volkswagen have done a good job on Skoda now, anyway I have this um, has anyone got a car with lane control on it yeah. I hate it.
1: <laughs> <laughs>
0: I don't know about you, but my car defaults to this lane control. And there's a part in Bakewood Just so, I come down my road and I'm just driving out, and there are parking bays with the dotted lines, and you've also got the the lines down the middle of the road. So the the the, the car. Tries to follow the parking bays, and I want to follow the other ones. So it wrestles it out of your hands, doesn't it? If anyone was, it's awful. I'd have to turn it off. And I felt God spoke to me about this this morning as the wheel was coming out of my hands and saying, You know, I, the Holy Spirit will come and guide you. Don't turn off the Holy Spirit. When he tells you and convicts you of the things that you are doing wrong, keep driving on the lanes that he has put for you. I hope that makes some sense in my weirdness. Um, Steve, can I have? You're doing an excellent job, Steve. Yeah, <laughs> um, can I have the first scripture? So this is this is the the last. Uh, scripture we're going to do it says pray for me too this is Ephesians 6 if you're you're a visitor this is Ephesians 6 we've been through the armour of God and this is the last one of the last verses in that uh, chapter Uh, and pray for me too ask God to give me the right words so I can boldly explain God's mysterious plan that the good news is for Jews and Gentiles alike I am in chains now, still preaching this message as God's ambassador. So pray that I will keep on speaking boldly for him as I should. Never seen that bit before, but as I should. We often say there shouldn't be any shoulds. Well, Paul's saying we should preach that word as he should. So I. As I said, I wrestled with, you know, how am I going to conclude this? And I thought, well, what what I actually got to do is go back to the Book of Acts, where uh, Paul speaks to the to the Ephesians, because I was thinking, wow, Paul's asking to be bold. I seem to remember he was pretty bold, and uh, his boldness uh, caused a riot. Um, so. Steve, can we just have a look at that scripture? I'll find it. it right
1: here? So this is in the book
0: of Acts. This is part of it. If if, um, if you are a new Christian, which I know a number of you are, I suggest, or if you haven't read the book of Acts for a while, which I haven't, I must say, it was great to go back to this, the feel the vitality and the the uh, excitement of the book of Acts. Uh, And this is is part of it. So have a look at Acts chapter 19, but this is just a part of it. It's about that time serious trouble developed in Ephesus concerning the way that was the name for the church at that time. It began with Demetrius, a silversmith who had a large business, manufacturing silver shrines of the Greek goddess Artemis. He kept many craftsmen busy. He called them together along with others employed in similar trades, and he addressed them as follows. Gentlemen, you know that our wealth comes from this business, but you have seen and heard this man, Paul, has persuaded many that hand, handmade gods aren't really gods at all. And he's done this not only here in Ephesus, but through the entire province. Of course, I'm not just talking about the loss of public respect for our business. I'm also concerned that the temple of the great goddess Artemis will lose its influence and that Artemis, this magnificent goddess, worshiped throughout the province of Asia and all around the world, will be robbed of her great prestige. At this, their anger boiled. And they began shouting, Great is Artemis of the Ephesians! Soon the whole city was filled with confusion. Everyone rushed to the amphitheatre, dragging along Gaius and um, Aristarchus, who were Paul's travelling companions from Macedonia. Paul wanted to go in too, but the believers wouldn't let him. And I was trying to kind of visualise these things and I kind of had this picture of Paul was like ready to take off his coat you know, I want to get stuck in there and leave his toga on the side but his friend sort of said okay no let's let's not rush in there and then I thought what is he you know, what, what, is, what is happening here Paul didn't of course have the New Testament he didn't say look here is the word of God that I've just written He didn't have that. Uh, What he had was actually the experience of the the risen Jesus. He had met Jesus on the road to Damascus. And that is what had changed him. So when he came and he talked about these things to uh, the Ephesians, he was saying... You know, look, your God has supposedly fallen out of, of heaven. But our God, Jesus, has made a choice to come down to earth to be the sacrifice rather than demand sacrifices. And then he's died, from, that's the, he's died as a sacrifice and has risen again to prove that he is who he, has, who he says he is, God. That was Paul's message. He didn't have you know, a great big weighty Bible. He had, a, okay, he had the Old Testament, which he used, but he, he had the experience of meeting with the risen Jesus. And one of the things that I have seen over the last... Uh, well, it's happening around in our culture at the moment, particularly with the the Church of England's um, arguments in the Synod. That people are walking away from the Word of God. They are taking the Word of man. And the message I want to put over today is we are to be counter to the culture. We are not to, to be the same as the culture. We are, that's what the whole of the gospel message starting with Jesus was. Because in, I think Leslie alluded to it a few, uh, couple of weeks ago when she, when she spoke. The, the culture of the Greeks and the Romans at that time was, was much more like um, Harvey Weinstein. Alice, are you all right there? <laughs> if you don't know Harvey Weisberg, he was he was this American film producer who was who was drawing uh, women to him. He was exploiting them sexually, and uh, that was just he was just like, okay, well, you want you want to work for me, you want a job on the film, then let me have sex with you, and that is. Very similar to the way that the Romans and the Greeks were. Their households were the men, the, the, the head of the family who just had sex with, with his servants, his slaves, anyone, men and women. And what Jesus said was counter-cultural. It is there is only it's a man to be with a woman in marriage. And then Paul is saying the same. So throughout the book of Ephesians, that's why Paul talks about marriage, about being you know having one uh, husband having one wife and being, and loving their wife, etc. you can read the book of Ephesians, he was being countercultural, and that's what God is calling us to be. Um, <clears throat> there are also things where, where people are trying to bring different factions in society. And so it's, we gather as, as this identification of, of um, ethnicity or sexual orientation or even as Christians... Let us not be in our little Christian salt cell. We are to be in the society. And rather than having these pockets of people, communities, the job of the church is to say, we gather you all at the cross to be united. We are united, not under... Um, a propaganda or 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 a way of thinking, but under Christ, under the cross, where Jesus died and rose again. And that he will deliver us from that disunity as we seek to gather people at the cross. That doesn't mean we compromise, Far from it. We need to speak truth. But it says in Ephesians, we speak truth in love. I'm going to put that up. So, so now you Gentiles, you're no longer strangers and foreigners. You are citizens along with all of God's holy people. You are a member of God's family. Together we are his house built on the foundation of the Apostles and the Prophets, and the cornerstone is Christ Jesus himself. We are carefully joined together in him, becoming a holy temple for the Lord. Through him you Gentiles are also being made part of this dwelling where God lives by his Spirit. And Paul was talking, because Ephesus had this great temple that was very much the, the vehicle for generating wealth. Ephesus was a very rich uh, city in those days. So he's saying, you know, this, the temple is no longer that thing there. The temple is you, the temple of the Holy Spirit. And we are to be careful that we are, we don't defile the temple of the Holy Spirit, our own morality. Um, <clears throat> okay. I, I'm not going to speak much longer, but I, Steve, could we just have Daniel's scripture up? This is, again, part of, of Ephesians. And, and Jane um i paraphrase this earlier on. This is how, this is what I want us to pray. I want us to pray first of all, this wonderful prayer. That's a bit. Let's pray it together. Um, but that's not a bit, it's the next bit I think, 19.
2: So is, well, yes. oh, is it 19? <laughs>
0: It is the, how wide and how deep is the love of God. Maybe it's just my version that I've Oh yeah, sorry, I'm, I'm not reading it properly. So, and may we have the power to understand, as all God's people should, how wide, how long, how high, and how deep his love is. May we experience the love of Christ through it, it's great to understand fully. Then you will be made complete with all the fullness of life and power that comes from God. Okay, can I have the, the band back? Because I want to I want to do some praying. Is anyone up for praying this morning? Helen looks vaguely enthusiastic uh, because I, th- I think some of th- some of the divisions that we are seeing in the national church—they're probably quite small—but they reflect on all of us. So I want to pray for uh, our brothers and sisters in the Church of England who are, most of them are actually standing up and saying, we need to stand for the word of God. We cannot compromise, we must be counter-cultural. But there are other forces that are trying to divert them away and split them. So can we just stand? but if you, want to, if you want to pray as well, pray out uh, at the end. So, Father, we just pray. We pray, Father, for, for our brothers and sisters in the, in the Church of England, those who are standing up, Lord, for your truth, Lord. I also pray, too, for those who are seeking to pull the church away from your word, Lord. I pray, Father, that you will come and you will speak to them, Lord. Father, we, we ask for your mercy and your grace to be on all of those situations, all of those conflicts, Lord. I pray that unity will not just be a compromise, but it will be met at the cross, because that is where you unite mankind. Rich and poor, black and white, male and female. Lord, you you unite us at the cross. I pray, Father, that the death and resurrection of Christ will be so profound for people. There will be a new revelation for those who are seeking to move away that they will know that they have been, Like like my car, Lord, they will be guided back onto the way of of your path that brings security and strength and unity, Lord God. Amen. If anybody wants to pray, pray out, please. We praise you, Jesus, that you said you are the truth, the way and the life, and that...
2: You are the living word, Lord, and we know that without the living word we'd be absolutely in the dark, Lord. And we just pray that we might adhere to the word look even to the point of even to the point maybe of death, Lord. Because that's all there is, and we just worship you, Lord, for what you've done. You're just so amazingly awesome, Lord. Make us united. Make us a mighty army for you, Father God. And instead of bickering, Lord, we can go out, Father God, and touch the world for you in truth and love. Praise your holy name.
1: Lord, you said, Father, in these days, Lord, there will be shaking. And Father, there is things, Lord, that you are doing even in your church. And I'm thinking, Lord, not just of the Anglican church, but Father, what is your church? People who love you from whatever walk of life, Lord, around the world. And Father, I thank you that you are a God of restoration, you are a God of alignment. You are a God, Lord, that put things right, and Father, I pray, Lord, in your church that God, you would bring, Father, there is there is something, Lord, that is happening about a line in the sand, and Lord, there is a choice, today. there is a choice, but Father, I pray for your strength, and Lord, your your um, ability, God, over so many, Father, who are maybe in the valley of decision, but God, that, Lord, your kingdom would come, and, Lord, that you would bring alignment, and you would bring restoration, Father, where there is, Lord, even doubt, but, oh, God, strengthen, Lord, weak knees, strengthen, Father, where people need, Lord, to know your word deep down inside. And, Father, to make decisions at this time to say yes to you and no, Lord, to the enemy and that that is pressing in. Father, that, Lord, your will be done. Your kingdom come and your will be done in the name, in the mighty name of Jesus. Father, let this land be a place, Lord, where the truth is spoken. And, Lord, that we can bring this nation, Lord, even back to, Father, a place, Lord, where she is taking on the destiny that, Lord, you have appointed for this nation. In Jesus' name, Lord,
0: yes, Lord. you bring your restoration. Yes. 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 Okay, I want you to pray for yourselves now. I want to, you to pray for yourselves to be bold. That's what Paul prayed for. That's what he asked to be prayed for. So pray to be bold. Not to speak out the words... The words of the gospel or your morality harshly but speak the truth in love but be bold so just just pray for that for yourself and then I will pray for us all Yeah, Father, I just pray, Father, for that boldness for each one of us, Lord. Wherever we live, wherever we have our being, Lord God, I pray, Father, for boldness. Father, I pray that we will also have the love of God on us as we speak boldly, just as, as Paul did. Father, I pray for your, your love. To be there in everything we say. I, I, I had this picture earlier of, of a dentist's, um, I don't know what it's called, the thing that they press in your, in your tooth to see where there's, where there's a hole, the little spiky thing. The thing that hurts. The thing that hurts, that hits the nerve. That hits the nerve. Holy Spirit, I pray that our words will be seasoned with your spirit. It may touch the nerve, Lord God, in people, but Father, I pray that we will be able to speak into those those areas, to to be uh, cleared out and to be filled. I pray for repentance to come as we speak those words. Not for us, not for it to be a notch on on our belt, but Lord, to bring glory to your name, oh God. But I pray, Father, for us to have boldness in our words, Lord God. In Jesus' name. Amen. Okay, I'm going to pray one more, one more group, and then we're going to have worship But uh, Anyone here have an evangelistic bent? Am I the only one? Oh, there's a few. A few. Sarah's got a hand up. I'm sure there are more of you you love evangelism. If I say, we're going to talk to someone about Jesus, how many of you will put your hand up? Yes. Yes, Steve. So, I pray. Let's pray for the evangelists first. So, Father, I pray that the evangelists in this this church, Lord God, will be anointed to speak your word, Lord. I pray you will anoint those who want and seek to see peoples come to a knowledge of Jesus. I pray, come Holy Spirit, reveal Jesus, reveal that how wide and how deep the love of Christ is for humanity. I pray that you will bring that revelation to people, to the evangelist Lord, that they may go out and speak your word boldly, in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. Now I'm going to pray for the rest of you. Go, on, go on.
2: Just, what um, <clears throat> Paul writes, help me preach the gospel. He's in prison. He's writing this from prison. And yet he is saying, God, help me preach the gospel. I feel sorry for those other prisoners, you know. They've got Paul <laughs> preaching. at the day of night. I wonder how many of them have got saved Jews and Gentiles, is what he but he's in prison doing that. We're not in prison. And we still don't do it. And I just want to pray for boldness for all of us. You are the fragrance of Christ wherever you go, wherever you speak to. And it's in that moment that you can just say a word, you can bring something that can just touch someone's heart and bring them to Christ. Lord, I pray for boldness for us all, that we be sharers of your Gospel. To Jews and Gentiles alike, thank you. It's for everybody. The Word of God. The Gospel is for everybody. Lord, just a word in season. Lord, an arm around the shoulder, a coffin, phone call, whatever it is, just help us be your ambassadors in that situation. Yes. All of your ambassador in that prison. Hallelujah. We're going to meet people in heaven who said, I got saved when Paul was in prison as he preached the gospel. Yes. Hallelujah. Then we have people that say, so-and-so rang me. I got saved because they spoke to me. That's, that's fantastic. Come and give us boldness speak your word. Pray in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen.
0: Thank you. Yeah. So i uh, prayed for the evangelists. I'm going to pray for everybody else because I'm going to, I want you to support those who are uh, going to be speaking the word of God boldly. The, the gifts that you have of, of um, to, be, to stand in the gap for people. To be able to teach people who have coming through. There's many gifts. It's not, I'm not just trying to raise up evangelists, although I am. Because we need to see the word of God. We need a fresh anointing that's when we speak to people, they are convicted of their sin. Not because we want to be clever, but because we want to see the kingdom of God advance. And we want to see people... United at the cross, delivered of their sin. So Father, I pray for all of us, Lord God, that we will be bold in praying for those circumstances. I pray that we will be bold to pray for divine appointments, Lord God. I pray that we will be bold to take those opportunities, Lord God to lift up the name of Jesus higher than any other world philosophy that is around us. And I pray, Lord God, that as we do that, Lord, you will confirm your word by signs and wonders and miracles. And Lord, we thank you for that taster that we had this morning, of you healing someone with celiac disease. Lord, we thank you for that, Lord God. May it be a start of many more, Lord God. Lord, we, we come and we take your word seriously, Lord. It says, as we preach the gospel, you will confirm it by signs and wonders and miracles. And I pray, Lord God, for us to have those signs and wonders following as we preach your word, Lord God. In Jesus' name, Amen. 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 Uh-huh. <laughs> Couple of extra things.
2: Just voice i just give my translation on the ES says about pray for the that words may be given to me. You know, about. So, yeah, I just want to pray for the that you could just,
1: with your spirit.
2: Give us <coughs> the words we need that we run on there start talking about your. your, your, your